A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Probably True, a multi-award-winning podcast containing strong language and adult themes. It would be boring otherwise. Well, this is going to be fun, isn't it? Actually, one of my friends, yes, I have friends, three of them, in fact. I mean, I can't stand two of them, but still, three friends, so, no. Anyway, he said to me recently that he thinks I talk about shagging too much. And my first thought was, well, yes, that's pretty much the basis of these lumps of filth I squirt into your ears every week. That's a bit like calling Match of the Day to complain that they don't talk about gardening, or being annoyed that the electrician in the porn you're watching isn't wearing the right kind of insulated footwear. It's it's not the point. Incidentally, though, I do love watching the porn for the plot lines. They are hilarious. I mean, any two blank-eyed tarts can slap jiggly bits together, but it takes an awkward script with some weird dialogue to really make it shine for me. I love it when they try and shoehorn in a weirdly overdeveloped plot, two lines of dialogue before the boning starts. You know, kind of like, But dude, what are you doing? You're my sister's husband and she's in the next room, sleeping after the long flight you both took to get to our family reunion. I know your marriage is on the rocks at the moment, since you don't want to have a baby and she does, but if she finds out about this, she'll kill us both. And then the other guy just grabs his arse or something and they go at it. It's like the writer wanted to do a huge moving piece of deep and nourishing cinema and the director gave it one look and went, nope, just the bumming, thank you. (laughs) What was I talking about? Oh yeah, talking about sex so much in these podcasts. But then the more I thought about it, the more I realised that my friend had a bit of a point, which surprised me a bit, to be honest, because up to now, the best thing to come out of his mouth is a dick. So yeah, I do talk a lot about shagging but it's important to note that I'm giving you the highlights of a fairly slutty and mostly mediocre sexual career. I've put in the work, is what I'm saying, to talk to you like this. Like, 20 years, Jesus, fuck me. 20 years, 20 years of mostly mediocre sex distilled into these strange 10-minute stories that I waste the internet's time with once a week. You might think that I, someone so handsome and charismatic and handsome and witty and handsome, would be wearing out bed springs faster than shoe leather, but it's not true. Even sex gods like me with knobs that would scare horses have our dry spells. And to be honest, it's a good thing. No one wants to be constantly banging. For one thing, you'd get sore. However much lube you used, and let's actually just take a moment to thank those good people whose job it is to keep things slippy and slidey, whether it's with added aloe vera or unicorn tears or whatever, because the human body can only take so much dick. We've all daydreamed about walking into a cake shop, ordering one of everything and then just rolling around in it, eating our way out like a huge human caterpillar. At least, I hope we all have and it's not just me. But in reality, after the first couple of eclairs, you're going to start feeling a bit sick. And if you just keep eating, your foot will drop off from diabetes, which in this metaphor is an STI or something. Doesn't matter. Shut up. My point is, it's the same with sex. The fantasy of getting nailed by an entire rugby team is much more fun than the reality actually would be. In the real world, you'd be knackered after the first two or three of these huge, sweaty, beefy men threw you against a locker and had his way with you, the smell of the locker room in your nostrils as his powerful thighs start thrusting and... Oh, 
Yeah, so there's so much pressure on people to be constantly shagging, especially in the queer community. It seems that if you're not being hugely promiscuous, you're somehow doing it wrong. There's this stereotype that single gay men are all super promiscuous and happy about it. But the truth is, you don't need to be having lots of sex. Have as much as you want. And that's the important thing. It's up to you to be responsible for your own happiness. Don't look to other people or society in general to tell you, because every single time you do that, you'll get someone trying to sell you something. And happiness isn't something to be bought or even to be found elsewhere. It always comes from inside you. And I don't mean the kind of inside you that means grabbing your ankles or biting a pillow. So, yeah. Never feel that you have to have sex or that you're somehow doing life wrong if you don't want to. Your sex life is your business. And yes, I am having a bit of a dry spell at the moment myself. It's mostly through choice. My choice before you start writing your own jokes. I'm taking some time out because I'm currently in a place where I just don't enjoy random shagging. Just the other day I had a very attractive young man in my bed and I had to kind of stop and say, sorry, I'm just not really in the mood for this at the moment. I'll finish you off, but I'm kind of done. Because, you know, manners. I remember once when I was going through a particularly slutty stage. It was quite a long slutty stage, to be honest. About a decade, actually. A lot of the time, I wasn't really enjoying the sex I was having. It was just sex had for the sake of it. And when it gets like that, it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. It's just because it's there. And if you do that long enough, you'll just end up pushing rope. I'm not saying you should have less sex than you're having now. Just make sure that you're enjoying the sex that you do have. Be as slutty or otherwise as you want to be. Not as slutty as you think other people think you should be, or because it's expected of you. Being sex positive means being positive about not having sex, too. It's your body, it's your choice. In fact, taking time out of whatever you love is a big part of anyone's self-care, whether it's cock or cake or beer or weed or whatever. If you're having it all the time, you're not looking after yourself. That's not self-care. It's not treating yourself if you do it all the time. It's overindulging. And if you're overindulging, that's probably because there's something deeper going on that you don't want to deal with. For example, if you have a crappy day at work and you buy yourself a cake on the way home, great. If you have a crappy day at work every day and you have to buy yourself a cake every day, then you need more than pastries to get through that. You need to change something. On TV and in movies, self-care is often things like spa days and facials and massages and shit like that. And while sometimes it is a great thing to do for yourself, it's not what true self-care is. Sometimes true self-care is spending a day in bed watching sad movies and having a good cry. Sometimes it's just not being around people. The main part, though, the bit you don't see on TV, is looking critically at your actions and thinking about how you could change your behaviour in the future. For example, let's say you go to a party, get silly drunk, and tell someone that their boyfriend is way out of their league, and then try and take that boyfriend home with you because you think you deserve him more than he does. I'm not saying that that's a thing that happened in real life, but it certainly sounds like something I might have done. On TV or a sitcom or whatever would have you believe that the best kind of self-care after that is to treat yourself to something nice and try and forget about what a tit you made of yourself. But that's not healthy. True self-care would be sitting down with yourself, examining that behaviour and trying to find out what was going on in your head to think it was a good idea in the first place. It's all about examining your behaviours, being a little bit introspective and constructively self-critical, and learning from things like that for the future. And by constructively self-critical, I mean not beating yourself up and going, Oh, what a well-hung fool I am! I can never show my handsome face again! Because that makes you into one of those social mariahs. 
But also, it means not saying, Oh my god, I'm so random, lol, I don't know why I did that, and letting it slide without holding yourself to account, because that, technically, is what's known as being a dick. The key is, every day, to look at what you've said and done, how you reacted to the things that happened to you, and ask yourself, how could I do better? How can I be a better person tomorrow than I am today? Because you can't decide what happens to you, but you can decide how you react to it and how you act around people and how you interact with people. And the values of what counts as a better person come from within. It's up to you to decide what being a better person means. Just decide for yourself what a better person is and then start moving towards it slowly, gently, but always mindful that you're wanting to be a better person. It can be hard to look at yourself and your actions critically and realise that that wasn't the best possible way you could have acted. It's even harder to do so lovingly and not harshly. Don't beat yourself up about it. Just looking at your actions from a place of true self-love is very difficult. And that's probably why on TV it's all mimosas and cucumber slices over your eyes. So yeah, indulge yourself sometimes, but also be okay with not doing that for a while. Have a dry spell. Give something up. Give yourself permission to not be constantly chasing this unattainable ideal of a constant boner or a constant high or anything else. Life doesn't work like that. It's all peaks and troughs. Take some time off just to be with yourself and getting comfortable in your own company, not in the company of a cake or a joint or a bottle. It's not forever. You don't have to give something up and stay on the wagon forever. But being on that wagon for a while helps you get some perspective. And it'll also help you enjoy the thing that you like more because you'll be more appreciative of it the next time you get it. And if you're anything like me, you'll fall off the wagon and straight onto a naval base. I could keep talking about this, but I feel like I've had enough. So I'm going to stop. And that's okay. This was Probably True, the multi-award-winning podcast series written and produced by me, the multi-award-winning Scott Flashheart. This and every other episode of Probably True is available on Spotify, iTunes, and your favourite podcatcher, as well as probablytruepodcast.com, where you'll find links, transcripts of every episode, and all the good stuff. If you like what you've heard, please share it with your friends, leave a positive review, and donate to the Probably True Patreon if you'd like some extra content. If you didn't like it, you can find me on Twitter as UnlikelyLad, or by searching for Probably True Podcast on Facebook. Come at me, bro. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.